listening to Likely Story on Sunrise Robot. Find out how you can support us at sunriserobot.net slash support. co-host Shelby uh, here with Polly and Carolyn for episode 27. Yay! Yay. Happy well, Valentine's Day, ladies. <laughs> it's a Galentine's Day. Yay! <laughs> we, I'm sure our husbands are all so happy that we are recording a podcast on the <laughs> evening of Valentine's Day. <laughs> Mine's probably thrilled. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I sent Matt out for takeout earlier and he had a really good time people watching all the people on their dates. And I'm oh. sad I missed out. Oh, I know. That's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. We have a couple follow-up stories uh, this week, including the Puppy Bowl. The Puppy Bowl. And the Super Bowl. <laughs> I'm okay. Just I'm just kidding. It was amazing. We can start with the Puppy Bowl. That's <laughs> what so everyone was more interested in besides me. Um, my Puppy Bowl team did not do very well. No, it didn't. Atticus, who was on Team Fluff, only it got three points, and I really felt like he was going to go further. Was it a field goal? How did he get three points? Yes, it was a field goal. <laughs> oh, Atticus. What a good little kick and pup. I am looking at their uh, points right now. Ranger, who was a Springer Spaniel, however... Did get one touchdown for a yeah, total of seven was, points. We all had Ranger. Yep. Who was so, the other top score? Oh, Star. Mm, Star was pretty have? good, too. I'm looking at the rankings now because I'm a nerd. Yeah, yeah Star had 23 points. He wow. had... I had 24 she, total. <laughs> um, a lot yeah. of touchdowns, and Leah had some touchdowns, and then Star had a few tackles. Uh-oh. Wow, poor Hank had no score. Boo. Neither did Magic. Oh, boy. These puppies. Or Stella. The Great Dane had negative two points. <laughs> yeah, I negative had... two? Was it a safety? It was a penalty. A penalty. A penalty. penalty. He must have been oh, after kidding. another pup. Oh, puppy. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I had well, him on my secondary team that I just drafted wait. of dogs that I would actually own. And, wait, I'm uh, sorry. You had a secondary team? Um, Yeah. Yeah, so first I played a win. That was my team one. And I yep. I did uh who'd I have? I had. Um oh no, it's not showing me that one. Sorry. I forget who I had, but um Ranger, I think. Okay. And probably Cooper. Yeah, Cooper, because <laughs> that's why I scored like seventeen points or something. So Cooper, oh Ranger, God. and Timber, I think. Sure. Seems like a well-rounded team. That doesn't sound right. Oh, no, it was Kevin. I had Kevin because I used to have a schnauzer. (laughs) Not named Kevin, though. No, no. No. Okay. No, his name was Oscar. Yes. And, Um, um, yeah, anyway. Okay. Uh, But do we want to talk about the Facebook challenge? Yes. I would love to. Um. We thank you, first of all, to everyone who shared their teams with we us. Had, we had great participation. There was yeah. great participation. Um, does anyone have comments about the teams that you saw? Did anyone predict a Puppy Bowl team winner? 
Did anyone go back and calculate their scores? Uh, Should we move on to the main event, which was <laughs> the fact that we then did a random drawing of all of our participants, um, and our winner is actually Matt, uh, who participated on Twitter. On Twitter. Oh. So yeah. Matt won first place in the random draw, and then for fun, I did a second draw, because <laughs> why not? Sure. Um because I set up this whole random draw thing on the internet, and then it was just fun. Um, so second place was Christy, our friend Christy and great listener. Oh, yay. Um, but we will be in touch with everyone who participated for some sort of fun Sunrise Robot item, which is being created right now. Actually, we worked on it today. Yay. Cool. So congratulations, Matt and Christy. And thank you guys all for participating. Yay. And I actually if did just pull up. The page. Um, everyone was pretty smart. I mean, going after the terriers. Yep. I didn't and, put any um, terriers. They kind of just fell flat. I'm not sure what the problem was. I don't know what was going on. I know. But. So who actually did win by points? I think I did see because I wasn't expecting Animal Planet to actually post scores. Oh, yeah. And well, someone actually did win. It posted, I mean, if we like, were going by points. Yeah. If you look up your own it shows you your own but i didn't go back and then like calculate anyone's um i think yeah i i did and i remember you know commenting I on think it and i can't jane, find it now. or jan i think jan yeah, um that was went and had like 33 points i Whoa. think point wise so oh, jan. yeah Good work, Jan, for for actually picking a good team. <laughs> and got you win nothing, sorry. In the, in the puppy bowl. But again, you will all get something fun. So <laughs> we'll be in touch via Facebook or otherwise uh, for those folks that we know. Did um, anybody watch? I couldn't watch the puppy bowl. Yeah, I, me neither. I, and then I, I got distracted uh, and was basically just watching hours of commentary before the Super Bowl started. Yeah, my yeah. husband's a Broncos fan, so I wasn't allowed to watch the puppy bowl mm. because we had to watch commentary. Yeah, there was a lot mm-hmm. happening. Well, I was super invested over and in this, and, over and um, I did not get to watch because I don't get this channel. Apparently, you have to be a millionaire to <laughs> afford this channel on Dish Network, so <laughs> thanks, Dish. <laughs> Not, well, um, I'm not on Dish, so. But I, I swear they've uh, streamed it before, and they just didn't. They had a stream of their um, locker room, which no one cares about the locker room. So yeah, yeah, it's just I puppies prancing around. But I mean, I want to see them <laughs> prance around actually doing something, and scoring points <laughs> with a goal. Oh my gosh, so I was a little. Um, can we just talk about the actual Super Bowl then, just for a few seconds? All right, that's sure. fine. Oh, why it. not? Oh, hey guys, Denver Broncos won. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> Spoiler <out>. alert. <laughs> um, there. So we had talked about. So Mike and I had decided to watch at home because two years ago was a very traumatic experience, and so we wanted to just watch at home in the safety of a place where we could yell or be happy or angry. And there was a lot of yelling going on here. And I, I would bet. like feel bad for any of our neighbors in our apartment complex, but I was picturing this happening in every apartment yeah, in the I complex. I don't think you have to worry. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone was yelling um, and yeah, screaming. It was just really fun. It was, it was great uh, for Peyton twin. It was great that Von Miller was the MVP it was awesome, um, and something cool that I have never experienced before was the Super Bowl celebration that happens 
in the town, <laughs> like <laughs> once the team comes back. Um, and so there's this huge parade and then a big rally in our Civic Center Park, which is just one block from my office. So we could actually see everybody like lining up for the parade and we could see everyone getting um, like a good spot at the rally. And, and we were able to uh, literally five of us ran out of a meeting. <laughs> um, like the rally was going to start at one, I think. And we finished up this internal meeting at 1230. And then there were five of us who just kind of threw our stuff in our offices and like grabbed coats and we're like, go, go, go. <laughs> coats that you did not need. We did not need them. So it was like 60 degrees. And it was really hot. Um, but yeah, so it was just cool. And we got to run down and we caught a little bit of the parade and then um, went down into the rally with some 650,000, at least in Civic Center Park, of our closest friends and Bronco fans. Um, and yeah, it was cool. It was just something I've never experienced before. The really mayor's cool. office estimated that there were a million people that participated Whoa. in the parade and the rally afterwards. Yeah, between the two. And I was in Lodo, so the very, very beginning of the parade was only a block from my office. So I saw <laughs> the beginning of the parade, but did not travel up to Civic Center because there was there was no mall ride and I couldn't drive and I wasn't going to walk <laughs> yeah however yeah. many blocks 10 blocks yeah I had a big um I do this training at work people come from kind of the Denver metro area and our training was on Wednesday luckily and that parade had happened on Tuesday oh yeah and so yeah, about that <laughs> when they all came in on Wednesday we we're like whoo it's a good thing because like I mean you would have canceled. The whole downtown kind of had to shut down. So, we, And on that point, I had to cancel a huge work event. We had a <laughs> lobby day scheduled and had um, about 70 to 80 people that had RSVP'd. Yeah. And we had to cancel. Because it was, cr I mean, it was, I've just never seen so many people in our downtown before. Yeah. So, but yay, go Broncos. Woo. What a season. <laughs> That's all I got. Is Peyton yeah. going to retire a Bronco? Oh, man, this is really stressing me out, honestly. I do think he's going to retire. If he were smart, he would retire. Like, go out on no, top, man. No, he needs man. to retire. Yeah. Like, he ne I, I think that he knows he needs to, but I hope he retires and he better well retire a Bronco because, no offense, Colts, but you didn't want him. <laughs> you let him go. Because you didn't want to have to work with him after his surgeries and whether or not he was going to come back. That wasn't a risk you were going to take. So not my problem. He needs to retire a Bronco. I think it would be a little bit of a slap in the face. I mean, he just won a Super Bowl with the Broncos. Like, yeah. I think I think I would understand it a little bit more if this were his last season and they didn't go to the Super Bowl. And they Bowl. didn't win. Well, yeah. not even that. I think, yeah, if they didn't win, I still think... If they didn't make it to the Super Bowl this year, okay, I think I could understand more why he would go and retire with a, the team he with played the, and did and, win and with. won a yeah. Super Bowl with. Yeah, yeah, that's um, a good point because look at Brett Favre. I mean, he didn't do anything with yeah. the Jets or Minnesota. Yeah, and that's why he right. is and still like, a legend in Green Bay. Mm -hmm. And that was cool. Like that was cool that he got to do that. And for some reason, I have very different. <laughs> A very different, a different feeling about it. He won a he went to two Super Bowls and he won a Super Bowl as a Broncos player. So yeah, I yeah. think it would be a little bit of a slap in the face, especially in his retirement year, being the year that he will probably retire, and then being like, I'm going to go do a one game contract with the Colts so I can retire a Colts player. Like that yeah. would that would dumb be... question. Did he win yeah. a Super Bowl there? Yes. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah, he's been in four and has won two. Okay. Yep. So we shall see. Um, I'm not really expecting announcements until March or later, but I don't know. I mean, March isn't like two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Now that like my my brain, like now that my brain just processed that and I started internally freaking out a little bit, but like March isn't like two weeks. (laughs) Well, almost when you said it that way, I was almost picturing like next March, like (laughs) Like a year from now. (laughs) It's gonna be months, guys. Just kidding. Maybe like two weeks. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Any other follow-up or life update stories? Mm, I will take silence as no. Polly just took a fun trip, right? I did. I went up to the mountains, um, this weekend for a girl's weekend for one of my friend's 40th birthdays. We went up to Frisco and, um, got a condo in Frisco and nice. snowshoeing. Well, we attempted to go snowshoeing. Okay. Um, and then where we went, there actually wasn't a trail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I was then, like, I feel like there's a story here somewhere. <laughs> so we were really set. So two of us had never been snowshoeing before and our other friends, um, had been, but not that frequently. Mm-hmm. So we like... Someone had told us, like, oh, just find a pull-off and, like, you can go around the lake. And we're like, okay, perfect. So we saw a pull-off. There was a car parked there. We get out. It's all icy. And we carry our snowshoes and our poles and, like, run across the road. And we, like, put them on, which was more of a – I picked the – I strategically picked the better snowshoes. (laughs) I was like, those look easy to put on. There's one strap. (laughs) Yours have, like, eight. Oh, man. (laughs) Um. And then we started, like, snowshoeing down to the water, and then there was, like, no – there was trees, and then there was water. Like, there wasn't a way to go. And we're like, well, let's try going up, and it was the same. It was just a bunch – like, it wasn't possible. Yeah. So then we moved on um, up to, um, like, an actual trail – Um, and we again, like have our snowshoes and our poles and we like hike over this huge mound of snow that's been piled up against the parking lot. And, um, I'm like looking at the trail and it's really padded down and I'm like, this doesn't seem like, it seems a little silly to snowshoe on this. (laughs) Um, and then I look ahead a little bit and, um, I see a guy on crutches on the trail and I just look at my friends and I'm like, Hey guys, do you think maybe snowshoeing's a little overkill since there's someone on crutches on the trail? <laughs> like, I don't think we need our snowshoes to like traverse this Walk trail. This trail. <laughs> so then we gave up on our snowshoeing oh. and we just hiked. It was a short, it was like a mile long loop trail. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We failed at snowshoeing. I really appreciate the effort, though. It we tried. Sounds like there was real effort. We put tried. In. <laughs> we we yes. We worked. Uh, it looked for like it. a lot of fun. I think I just looked at pictures and it just looked really enjoyable. Yeah, it was good. And we took nice and serene the free shuttle to Breckenridge, which was a zoo. Yeah. Um, much different than Frisco. Frisco is like kind of a quiet town and mm-hmm. then Breckenridge, I mean, it's a ski town. So everyone yeah. off the mountain and I had a good dinner and then nice. Yeah. Got yelled at by the bus driver on the way home for being rowdy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
one of our friends. Oh, that took one guess. <laughs> one of our friends. We went to a tasting, one of the tasting rooms at a distillery in Breckenridge, and she bought a bottle of bourbon. And then oh, after having one. after having a few drinks at dinner, we get on the bus, and she was like, guys, I got the bourbon. <laughs> and, like, cracks open the bourbon. We're like, Leah, you can't do this. And then sure enough, the bus driver's like, no drinking on the bus. If I see it again, you're off. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Oh, I just am kind of feeling for that bus driver and, like, what he has to put up with. Because I can't imagine you guys were even the worst of, like... No, I can't. During peak season, what he deals with. Well, and then she was yelling at him about the music. She's like, I love this song! we're like, Lee, shush. You're going to get us kicked off, and I don't want to hike 10 miles back to Frisco. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. She sounds like a blast, and I want to meet her. (laughs) She was fun. They're all fun. It was a fun trip. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Uh, Carolyn, have you been doing some home remodeling that you want to tell us about? Yeah, (laughs) I have. Or maybe I'll force you to tell us about. Uh, Yeah, so I was debating whether I wanted to talk about this, but a little backstory. Um, So my dog got really sick um, and passed away around Christmas. And then my mother-in-law was diagnosed with breast cancer. Sorry to drop that bomb on everybody, but um, <laughs> this life, leads man. to funny stories. But like it, just going through this all just made me think of um, your story about grief and like that shower. Was it a tub drain? And just oh, the yes. little crazy <laughs> things that happen because you just yep. literally don't have any brain power left. Yeah, we had the stopper in the wrong position and called oh, maintenance yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Right. and that's yep. like that's happening to us everywhere. And um, so like. When we got the diagnosis, um, I we had already had it planned out that I was going to remodel the bathroom um, right. over Christmas break. And then like I had it all planned out. It was like I was going to clean on Monday, and then I was going to paint on Tuesday, and then we were going to like install this thing on, on Wednesday. This thing. And then we, <laughs> we, we got some sort of vanity yes, or planning, sink. right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so then we got the diagnosis, and like Matt went to go visit his mom, and I just started ripping apart the bathroom, like beyond, <laughs> like just ripping out, um, like, like molding. And only the things you were going to fix or replace, like right. Suddenly everything was, was out just of more. And then, and then, like, so it's just been sitting there empty for weeks because we just haven't been able to get back to it. Yeah. And then finally, I just said to my mom, like, I can't even do math. Like, I can't think. I can't envision what i'm even supposed to do with all these angles of the <laughs> oh my you know God. the molding and, and this everything is like that goes together i'm just hearing i don't know I'm how sorry. you would accomplish this <laughs> it was really hard but then yeah bless her heart my mom and dad came down yesterday oh. um and they helped us out it did take us four hours to cut one piece of wood <laughs> and then we broke for lunch <laughs> I like this. I like it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then we got our shit together and it was fine. But okay. I mean, the hard part is always getting started with my parents because it's, and it's a really small space, like six feet by six feet or something. And there were four of us. Yeah. So like, we're like trying to all do over each other and figure it out and make decisions. Trying to figure out roles and everything. So. Oh my gosh. Uh, but it worked out and we're making progress. Oh, uh, we feel so. for you, but math is hard. Yeah. It's <laughs> super hard. And True. power tools, oh my gosh. So we have like, um, 
Oh no, this doesn't uh, sound good. <laughs> a miter saw, a power miter saw. <laughs> and I was so scared of it at first, but it's kind of empowering now that I know how to use a miter saw. Cool. Yeah. Why Go feminism. I feel like this <laughs> leads into our main topic for today very <laughs> yes. well. Thank Perfect you, Carolyn. <laughs> nice segue. We're podcast pros. Uh, Polly, I'm looking at you. So today we are going to talk about feminism and millennials. Um, <laughs> this is where Karen gets right. really quiet. That's right. We're going there. <laughs> Just a little light we, topic. We told you we were going to up it a little bit this year. Um, Thanks first, for having me back, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, Carolyn. We will note that Carolyn uh, agreed to be on this episode before knowing what our topic was. Um, just a quick question first, though. Uh, you don't have to reveal your age, but do you consider yourself a millennial? We- yes. Polly, yes. Carolyn, yeah, like the front end of it, I think. Yeah. I will, if that so makes sense. We have this discussion at work all of the time because depending on how you like slice and dice the years, mm-hmm. I think I am technically like one of the first yeah. of the year bracket of millennials. However, Wait, what's, the, what's the year bracket? Millennials, th- it's actually 36 is the top. Is that end. what they're saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. 36 is like. Because normally the it goes only like, like 80. Yeah. So that would be 36. So yeah, 1980. Okay. Um, so we, we talk about this a lot because I kind of refute fitting into this group of millennials because I had, um, two older siblings. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of my exposure to things is in that, like, is it Mm -hmm. Gen X? Yeah. Um, kind of when you categorize people. So I always have this sense of like, not quite fitting into, but so yeah, that's just my first disclosure. Yes. So, but all technically, yes, before we talk about feminism and millennials, (laughs) we are all technically millennials. Yes. Um, so how I decided that we should talk about this, um, I, there's a lot of Facebook banter going on. Obviously it's a presidential election year and there's, um, some hot primaries going on and, um, of former volunteer of mine from a campaign that I worked on in 2010 posted this article, um, uh, you know, talking about Gloria Steinman taking heat from millennials because she uh, kind of stuck her foot in her mouth a little bit and said that, you know, you're not a true, like, feminist if you're not voting for Hillary Clinton. Um, and that ticked a lot of young millennial women off because there's a lot of Bernie supporters out there. Um, so this former volunteer posted this article um, that just kind of talks about how Clinton has been a leader on women's issues for her entire career. Um, and, you know, just looking at that and someone commented um, and said, the details on this are not relevant because millennials and younger simply think feminism is distasteful. They don't remember, nor can they imagine a time when women couldn't have a credit card in her name. They see equal rights as their birthright in a foregone conclusion and think they're pressing for more seems like being discriminatory in the other direction. Um, and then, you know, in saying that millennials are more concerned with how to pay for college, um, which is one of Bernie's big issues. Yeah. And I don't usually engage. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so mistakes have been made. (laughs) 
And I just said, as a millennial woman, I completely disagree. And I went into my political stance um, <laughs> um, and just said, it's one thing to be supportive of you know women's rights and vote the right way. And it's a totally different thing to be a staunch leader. Um, and so she responded back and she was like, I got this impression from conversations with my daughter and articles like these ones. And this is the article that we'll be talking about. It's, um, it's CNN. It'll be in our show notes. Um, and it's entitled, where are all the millennial feminists? Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me just, let me just ask real quick. Yes. So it's not okay to, um, want pay for college and also want equal pay <laughs> sure sure sure, sure. <laughs> i mean so like, i don't understand why we have to question. choose yeah i think that's an important point yes but millennial women only care about one thing i guess i guess so free college free that's all we care about free, everything's free yeah. Especially those of us mm. that are in the older bracket of millennials. <laughs> yeah. Not really caring about free college right now unless <laughs> nope. you're going to wipe the slate clean for me. <laughs> yes. Can we uh, is yeah. it no, that is a good point. <laughs> that is a good point. Just being out of touch with like what the quote unquote millennial actually is and what they want. Like I have no idea. I don't know what they want. I don't know what they do. <laughs> <laughs> I am like you, Paul, or uh, Shelby, much oh. more like Gen Xer. Yeah. But um I just, I don't see what, how either or makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I have a really, I mean, I have a hard time with this and we, um, we all hilariously took, uh, so we've decided that we're all <laughs> at least in the millennial category. We also took a very scientific, uh, scientific <laughs> BuzzFeed <scientific>. quiz. <laughs> it's actually show, Play Buzz. Oh, Play Buzz. I don't oh, even know. So an off brand of BuzzFeed. Oh Lord. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, we took a quiz to determine that I believe we are all feminists. And not yep. just feminists. We're all liberal feminists, yes. liberal according feminists. to this quiz. Which um, we choose to assert our feministic support with an outspoken voice and through political action. Yes. Which is funny because I don't talk about politics ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, ever. And I think, I mean, like, this this brought up for me a little bit um, of like, would the argument go so far as to say that a true feminist would have supported Sarah Palin to become VP No, over anyone else? Because she is also a woman getting into a high office. Who has a horrible record on women's rights. A so see, horrible like, record on women's rights. Then it's trying to get like to me that brings it back to people maybe being uneducated on what like the two candidates have really done. Yeah, in their like in their whole career, what so their campaign fem- issues are now <laughs> versus like supporting Haley just because she's a right. woman or supporting her because of her experience and like platform. Yeah. I don't know, because I've heard, like, arguments around all sides of that that get Mm -hmm. kind of boggled. Well, and then we have millennials like Taylor Swift, who recently told the Daily Beast, and this is in the article, (laughs) she was like, I don't really think this should be guys versus girls. (laughs) An amazing impression of (laughs) T-Swift. And then the author of this article 
perfectly states, but many feminists would argue that Swift 22 is missing the point. <laughs> that feminism <laughs> is not a battle between the sexes. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and a, a great point. And so this is, um, I think even though I'm on the early end of the millennial generation, yeah. um, I almost like feel like a fierce defender of it because it comes under such attack. True. Um, as mm-hmm. I try to distance myself completely. <laughs> Go on about how you're a better person. <laughs> <laughs> but the interesting thing about millennials and like when we grew up and like kind of the environment that we grew up in, we were told we could be anything we wanted to be. We just had to put our mind to it. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. if you're me, you graduated the year of the economic crash, the great recession. Sure. <laughs> and a, a lot year of, for all. <laughs> um, and everything that we were told and was told that I will never catch up to people that graduated yeah. two years before me. Um, or the people that graduated after me once the economy picked up again. Right. Um, but what, it's interesting, and the article says that women have been divided over feminism and its definition and practice forever. I mean, right. the first wave of feminism, there was disagreement about the proper course of action and how to move forward. Yep. Um, and then second wave, probably more contentious even. And now that we're in the third wave where there's been so much gained. We can vote. Mm -hmm. We can get credit cards. We can get loans without being married. Um, uh, and, um, we, I said vote already, but that's an important one. (laughs) Um, I think, but I mean, I think that that point you're making is, is interesting. Um, and I think the article reiterated this was that we grew up in a time where a lot of that had already happened. Mm -hmm. And so we're, expecting some of this. And so such great advances had been made. And now what are the advances that we can make? Like what are the main issues this third wave of feminism needs to stand up and really fight for? Yeah. Um, I can answer that question if we want to (laughs) go. Yeah. Well, I feel like I can too, because that's where, (laughs) that's where my, um, I think like what my kind of argument about feminism for some people and it starts with that foundation of, you know, women feeling like this isn't about like just different theories of all women need to be in the workplace and be able to do that. And Mm -hmm. and really for me, I think about it as the choice choice. to Mm -hmm. do what you Mm -hmm. want without being punished or penalized for what that choice is. And that's what we, I mean, like I think for all of us, that's what we think about and could impact our lives. And I know impacts the lives of my friends who do have careers and do have great high powered positions. But if they take time off to have a baby or start their family, there are consequences for that. And that's still the case. And our paycheck still reflects uh, inequality. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, I think that like the, the, the thing where I, I can understand younger generations not quite getting that is that those things are very hidden. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't go around knowing everyone's salary. You don't often talk about it. And And if you, if like, if you take time off to have a family and you come back and things are different at work, you could feel very isolated and like, well, I better be at least be lucky to get my job and like have had that time off. And so 
they're very isolating, quiet things that happen. Well, even um, a coworker and I were just talking about money <laughs> and we both were like, should we be more open about what we make? Like, should we talk about that as women to like, yeah. to see where we're at and whether that seems to be more transparent, to yeah. be more transparent and know what we're worth. Cause yeah. I think often we find ourselves in positions of loving what we're doing and doing what we love, but then also knowing like the pay might not yeah. be equal or whatever. Carolyn, do you feel, um, do you have the feels? Do you, <laughs> nope. do you feel like this impacts like the higher ed university system? Because I, I mean, I think there probably are, um, industries where it could be different, but from yeah. your perspective with higher ed. Yeah, no, I do. Um, and I've been directly affected. And I remember maybe a year or two ago, I did see something. I don't know if it was an article or or, or uh, what it was, but I remember posting something on my Facebook page like, we do need to talk about this. We need to talk about our salaries. They need to be public because I know I was not making as much as my male counterparts. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that eventually led me to leave and look for something else. And knowing... Um, I mean, luckily in higher ed, um, some salaries are published, but they aren't always up to date. So it's kind of right. hard to know. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even necessarily talking about male counterparts that I work directly with, like just across institutions. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like I looked at another university and saw what their um, instructional designers were making. And I was like, damn, <laughs> I'm not even close. And, you yeah. know, I started to use that as a bargaining chip. And basically my employer was like laughing at me like, nope, we can't. We yeah. can't. Sorry. And um, and then I forget it came up later then. I saw that article like had um, the information been more visible before, like mm-hmm. as I was still kind of in that career, moving up in that place or trying to move up in that place. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe that would have helped, but something that I think it was Megan Kelly on the Colbert, uh, oh, not the Colbert report. What is it now? The late show. <laughs> the late show with, <laughs> with Stephen Colbert. Starring Stephen Colbert. <laughs> um, she was on there and she just said like her approach to feminism is that she doesn't want to talk about it. She just wants to do it. So like work so hard that they can't even deny yeah. that you're awesome and that you earned it. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't because yeah. if you're working in a boys club, yep. um, that's probably You're going to do double the amount of work to yeah. try to get to the an equal same. place. Yeah, it kind wasn't of, there what, that when you there were, was an Obama quote in here somewhere like you ha- you're doing the same thing but backwards and in heels or something? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of – I actually Ginger rolled Rogers. my eyes when you were talking about Megyn Kelly saying she, you just have to work harder and that's how you'll be – you'll get there, but it's like, just because like walking into a room, if you're one woman out of, you know, five men, right. The men already have the advantage of walking in there being male. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I agree. Like I, I work my butt off and I do everything in my power to be the best professional that I can be. But, um, I've worked in boys clubs, um, and you know, male dominated fields and it's, mm-hmm. I definitely know that I've worked much harder than my counterparts. Um, and I, you know, I don't know if I made less money than them, so I could (laughs) have. Yeah. Um, I, there, I mean, I was glad that you had shared this article, um, and that we were going to talk about it today because it led me to read 
several other articles mm-hmm. and just, you know, try to feel more educated, whether I've articulated that is another issue. But <laughs> the, this one quote from the CNN article, like, still has me so riled up <laughs> that I don't even know what to do. Like, I'm just like... I feel like if I could, I would turn into the Hulk right now and just be like, Hulk smash all of these people. Um, Because they, well, they interview all of these young women. They, uh, who is it? I don't know if she was 25. I can't find who had said this. But um, in this article, this woman is talking about basically like why her direct quote in two places why should an employer hire a woman and then pay her for work she isn't doing? A baby isn't a medical emergency, said this woman who believes that both maternity and paternity leave are unnecessary financial burdens Um. on employers. And then another woman put it even more bluntly when she said... If you have enough time to label yourself a feminist or complain about the injustice you receive as a female, then you aren't working hard enough at your job, whether it be a homemaker or a corporate employee. And maybe the injustice you perceive is justified. Uh, Hulk smash! Skin crawling! Oh, gross. Anger! So gross. Gross. I just want to oh. go and like kind of hug all of these women and be like, they're there. <laughs> <laughs> just you wait. Yeah. Open your oh, eyes a little geez. bit wider. But yeah, I mean, I think there's something to say about just the different time um, that we're growing up. The access to information, the access to issues, all of the different like terrifying things that we have to first world terrifying things that we have to deal with every day mm-hmm. to understand how kind of muddied the water can be with what people really like activate themselves on to be advocates for. Yeah. Um, but I think that my, my favorite that just kind of like calms me down in a weird way and is like, okay, like we can work on this. Um, because there are still people who get it. And I'm wondering if it? you're going to read the quote that I'm about to read. You do it first. Okay. Now I can't find it. I mine. have it. So, um, I don't see her first name, but she says, some people seem to think I don't need femis- feminism. I'm a strong and independent and assert my rights and importance just by being myself. She says, I hope that someday because of the changes in the movement in themselves or both, these people will realize that what they're doing is feminism. Yeah. So like by being strong and assertive and sticking mm-hmm. up for yourself and like working harder than your male counterparts and like doing it backwards and in heels. Um, (laughs) That is feminism. Like that's Mm -hmm. what you're doing is feminism and it's advancing the movement. And 50 years ago, would people have had that opportunity or 60 years ago? I think just um, the one it's a, it's actually a Vox article. We'll post this in the show notes as well. Um, And this one is more specific to um, younger women and older women, their support for Hillary um, versus Bernie. And it was Madeline Albright, who, as we know, is the first woman secretary of state, Mm -hmm. said there is a special place in hell for women who don't help each other. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, Yeah. all right. Okay. Like, that's right. This is fine. This is what we're supposed to be doing. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I don't know. Anyone else? (laughs) 
Problem solved? Probably. No, I, I was know. trying to find the source of that actual, because she... It's like one of her didn't say like, that famous about. lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, even didn't Tina and Leslie... Uh, Tina and Leslie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Leslie, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Madeline Albright originally said that at a luncheon. I think that was just about women in the workplace. Okay. Um, but then I believe you started just now to talk about Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. <laughs> yes. Maybe. Is that where you were going? <laughs> I, I don't know. But I think they've said that it was in one of their books or something. that. So I, I just didn't remember where it came from. Um, that's all that is all they've done really great things on red carpets where people where the women on red carpets um get asked like ridiculous questions like who was your dress yeah like who made your dress the men never ever get i mean questions about that um and they they've done some good spoofs on that Mm -hmm. um which is fun yeah I do wish we had more of them commentating this year's yes. <laughs> I could watch them do anything. That's true. <laughs> They're adorable. Oh, um, speaking of awesome women, in uh, have you guys seen Full Frontal with Samantha B yet? Yes, I've seen. I, I haven't it. seen a whole episode, but I've seen clips of the first episode. I didn't realize that it was only a weekly thirty-minute show, which disappoints oh, yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have it on my DVR, but I haven't watched yet. The clips yeah, that I've watched was, are hysterical. She was great. <laughs> it was good. The, is it? Has it just been one, Carolyn? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. And my mind is completely blanking That's on fine. the topic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, politics, obviously. Yeah. Um, I did. Um, there was a new, after we talked about this and the diversity in their writing staff and in their kind of behind the scenes crew as well, um, the... The other showrunner with her, now I'm blanking on her name because whatever, I don't prepare, um, (laughs) had an article out after the reviews of the show have been so good Mm -hmm. saying, yeah, yeah, we did that interview and talked about how 30% of our staff are like women or people of color. Yeah. We can do better. Like, I think we're going to do better. (laughs) Like, they're already stepping it up in that way. So there's a follow up to our last discussion. But so much awesome. Another point of follow up on that was... And I couldn't find it, which is why I didn't post it anywhere. Um, But Trevor Noah was on a podcast and he talked about um, that was one of his main goals is trying to find um, more people of color for his writing staff. And um, he didn't even he didn't think it would be so hard and and he didn't think it was um, totally blanking. But I, I remember him going to like these stand up finding like the new stand-ups um Mm -hmm. to find new writers and um and he just he didn't realize how not diverse the pool was going to be until he kind of got in there and was like where is everybody (laughs) where's all the diversity um i'm not paraphrasing that very well if i find it i've been hunting for it for a week and i still can't find it okay yeah i've listened to so many podcasts i don't remember what show it was (laughs) (laughs) sorry it's been a year yeah (laughs) all right um well i'm pretty glad we took the play buzz quiz and we all determined that we're liberal feminists yep we have some great articles to share yep i don't think we solved any problems but people this is a real thing (laughs) i 
I don't know where all the millennial feminists are. <laughs> to answer the article's question, where are they? I do not know. Please them- show yourselves. <laughs> there are many that consider themselves feminists. And then there are those that think that's an outdated and silly term. Um, uh, T-Swift. But they're also probably feminists. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't realize it. Yeah. Or they think it's antiquated. I think it's just millennials don't like labels. I think that's a fair statement. Yeah. You know, like all the hipster thing. I don't like labels. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's fair. That could be it. You don't want to be pigeonholed as one thing. Yeah. We're dynamic. Yeah. We're complicated. So complicated. (laughs) (laughs) We need to get our shit together and solve some of these problems. (laughs) Hey, man, I'm working on it. It's true. Mm-hmm. Well, at least you are. Carolyn and I will also <laughs> do better. I'm just going to... I don't want to speak for you, Carolyn. I mean, I will do better. Um, I'm cool just looking at puppies <laughs> all day. All day, I, every day. I consider that a feminist activity. <laughs> Doing what you want, not getting punished I'm for it. I'm choosing to look at puppies. Okay, this is derailing. No one's terribleness. <laughs> Is it time for stuff um, we put at the end of an episode? It is, <laughs> and we we have a few things this time. Um, I wanted to check in. Are, are either of you watching the People versus OJ Simpson show? Nope. I'm. I don't oh, think I'm interested. I don't know if I am either. Guys, okay. Here's the thing. I think I discussed this last time. I was totally not interested, and I until was super the- <laughs> annoyed until I was like, I heard advertising like four times in the span of an hour. And I'm a sponge to advertising. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, okay, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> um, it's really good. <laughs> it, I don't even know how, like, there are a couple annoying things where there have been, like, weird nods to, like, the Kardashians role. And, like, the kids are little or whatever, yeah. right? But they're still there, which to me is just annoying. But I realized that when this really happened, they were there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fine. Um there have been a couple reviews. Like it's getting, it's been well received. Um, it's been like uh, perceived as fairly accurate. So they've been going through. And I think what's interesting to see, I think there's only been two episodes. What I'll be really interested to see is that this is all based on um, Jeffrey Tubin's book called The Run of His Life, The People versus O.J. Simpson. And it doesn't get into whether they think he is guilty or innocent, which is going to be frustrating. But what it gets at is that from the beginning, the case was about race. Yeah. Mm. And so they're highlighting that. And I just think like, we need more opportunities to talk about that Mm -hmm. in kind of a constructive way with examples that everyone, like, I remember watching the trial like in fifth grade or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. oh no, I we re- joined I have a, classes yes. and like had this on our huge like I have huge a very, box TV. I have a very clear <laughs> memory of me laying on the living room floor with my dad's stereo on, where they were announcing the verdict, and I have like a very vivid yeah. memory of that. Like, we, we were stopped <laughs> lessons for this, yeah. and like heard it in school. So, like, yeah. I mean, I have memories of this, but. For me at the time, like, I don't remember any of, like, yeah. I don't really remember any of like, the actual details of the case yeah. or how it was presented. Mm-hmm. And so I'll just be really interested if they can maintain this kind of accuracy. And they've got a lot of really amazing actors on the show. Um, 
Cuba Gooding Jr. as O.J. Simpson is like <laughs> crazy. He's really, really good. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, it's just I completely had written it off, and now I'm like waiting every week. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. When's the new episode? I'm All right, tune in. So maybe I'll maybe I'll look at it. You can give it a shot if you don't have anything else going on. It's not like Who plays Marsha. Is that her name, Marsha? Yes, yes. Uh, let me. Oh, Sarah Paulson. Okay, as the prosecutor, Marsha Clark. That might be hard for me to watch because I have this image of Tina Fey kind of <laughs> portraying her in Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> that's, r- yep. And I yep. think that's maybe why I've turned away from this. Like, <laughs> that was such a perfect parody. Um, I hadn't really put that together, but so now no. that you say it. So, Carolyn, you're saying you wish this whole series or mini series was a satire <laughs> yeah That's, i, I just mean, need to laugh i just let me be very for. clear when john travolta's on the scene it does feel a little <laughs> bit off oh my gosh. um and then when ross geller plays robert kardashian by that i mean david schwimmer oh my gosh it is still a little bit confusing because he's always just ross to me um, yeah and i feel bad like he never really broke out of that he's just ross that happens yeah. um but they're doing a good job. Like I've gone and looked at photos and like looked at videos mm-hmm. of the real thing, and I'm like, oh man, that they're getting it. Like <laughs> they're trying. This hard. wasn't really an exaggeration of this person. So anyway, it's it's worth checking out. Is all I'm saying. I'll add it to the list. Okay, we can move on. It's Walking Dead Day. Oh my it gosh! Is walking Dead Day. I'm so excited. Guys, aren't you glad that I watched the entire series in six yes. days? <laughs> I'm still really proud of you. I am entering you for sainthood. <laughs> 2015 was a big That's year. A I, I got engaged. I, I got married. I watched the entire series of The Walking Dead. It was a big year. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Um, so are you guys freaking out? Yeah. I watched the first four minutes. Um, AMC posted them yesterday or two days ago yeah i and still have not my first impression and i know you read the comics i have not yeah um and uh so it's negan is going to be the next big villain yeah and the lackey that he has in this motorcycle gang that just <laughs> ran into daryl and um the other two uh-huh he just seems like such a weird guy his mannerisms <laughs> and the words <laughs> He's just so weird. Did anybody watch it yet? I mean, the the first four. Cause it's, no, no, I actually tried not to because I. Okay, it's making me so nervous. It starts. At, it's at seven, right? Yes. So we okay. We have a few more minutes that we can record this podcast. <laughs> um, and I am staying at Shelby's house to watch it because John, it's too scary for John. So uh-huh. if I, yeah, it's kind of adorable. Um, so oh, if I John, don't, we love you. If I don't watch it with Shelby, I'm going to have to wait until a night that he's not home. And that might not be until like Thursday. Unacceptable. So. Yeah. Yes. I mean, so, I'm probably going to watch with a pillow in front of my face because I'm so scared. <laughs> how have you guys so been bad, getting you guys? through? Mm. How have you been getting through the hiatus? This has been really hard for me. Um, You know what? I just started watching the show on NBC called You, Me, and the Apocalypse. Yeah. Which is a different take on the apocalypse, but it's mm-hmm. really amazing. <laughs> oh, I have the opposite reaction. Are you serious? <laughs> you hate it? I think it's hilarious. Oh, I could not get into it. We started it last night. Oh, no. And, I mean, yeah. I. Oh. <laughs> 
It was oh, just not interesting. Well, and I know it's just probably my mindset right now, but maybe. it just was not. Mixed bag then. <laughs> Mixed bag. I'm I still going to really watch funny. it. I'm going to finish it. I want to see how these people end up together, but yeah. Um, maybe I think we only watched the first two episodes, I think. I think that's all that's out. Maybe oh. there's three. I don't know. Okay. Maybe I'll watch and I'll be the tiebreaker. You can let us know. <laughs> yeah. How, so how have you been getting through the Walking Dead <laughs> hiatus since our method is apparently terrible? It is. You're the worst. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I started listening to this um, podcast called Bunker Buddies. And um, they're like comedians, but um, putting like a, a comedic spin on doomsday preppers. Yes. And uh, so they talk about like each week or each show, they have a new apocalyptic event that, uh, and and they like walk you through how you could potentially survive these things. (laughs) So they've had like episodes about volcano eruptions, um, being lost at sea. And then today uh, they just had a a quick half hour episode about go bags and what you should have in your go bag. Oh. And what do you think is in their like top three items to have in your go bag? Uh, gum, hand sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't know. Uh, Definitely hygiene items. Like that's one of the first things that people yeah. just totally forget. Like, oh, I don't need this. I need like more hardcore things like my pistol and. Sure. Um, I, I mean, know, like a weapon, multi- as much yeah. medicine as you have yeah. access to. Yeah. Uh, water or some sort of container to hold water. <laughs> yeah, food, water. It, yeah, container was um, was on the list. Um, tablets. Oh, um, like, like those tablets? purification tablets. Hmm. Um, but yeah, hygiene items. So like that totally validated my little need for recording <laughs> <laughs> all the wipes. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and now I'm totally going to make a go bag, and I'm really excited. <laughs> um, <laughs> Matt is there not. Was, there was actually, I don't know if it was the first couple of seasons of The Walking Dead, but like after it had kind of hit the big time, it was very popular. So then they started having a lot more like Walking Dead products. Mm-hmm. But there was like a whole little like mini episode of like this is the best bag itself. <laughs> And then, like, here's what, like, they went through a whole series of what you should carry and what you shouldn't. And, like, when you're looting places, what you should look for and what you shouldn't. So mm-hmm. we'll have to go find that and see if it matches up. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, like, you want to be light and, like, so that it's not weighing you down. But, but you also need, like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Gum sanitizer wipes. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm nervous about what's going to happen in the episode, but we're all going to find out shortly. Soon, <laughs> yeah, very, very soon. Um, all, all right. right. Anything else, ladies? Nope. Oh, awesome. good. It's Walking Dead time. Woohoo! Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we love feedback. You can tweet us using the Likely Story hashtag, which is hashtag Likely Story. Uh, or you can go to visit Shelby at Shelby Elizabeth, and you can visit me at Polly Ann K. You can also visit Carolyn at CM Kraut. Yes. Um, make sure to join our community on Facebook, where we will hopefully in the future have more fun activities um, like our puppy so bowl. So many activities. So many activities. Uh, you can respond to our episodes, ask questions, make suggestions for future episodes, especially now that we're 
talking about some articles and big issues a little bit more, or if you have fun polls or other competitions you want us to all engage in. Um, you can also support us directly at Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash sunrise robot. <laughs> Whoa, totally just blanked there. Um, other things, subscribe to us in your favorite podcatcher. Uh, use the RSS or iTunes buttons on the website. And special thanks to our amazing Patreon superstar level sponsors, which is Carolyn Kraut and Benji Robertson. You guys are awesome. Thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks, Carolyn. Oh, wait, that's me. That's you. <laughs> that's you. <laughs> 